It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. The world is not sliding, but galloping into a new transitional dystopia. This development has not been properly recognized outside of national security circles. It has been hidden by secrecy, complexity, and scale. A statement from Julian Assange, the forgotten truth teller and patriot. What a price he has paid for his attempt to expose the truth. As Orwell stated, in a time of universal deceit, the truth and telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Paul Craig Roberts, former President Reagan cabinet official, stated this recently in a report he pinned. Life within the matrix is our future. As dire as these statements may sound, the looming reality is far worse still. The human race is currently comparable to a well-known image of a man standing on a Sri Lankan beach, staring out at the looming tidal wave about to sweep him away. What are the controllers desperately trying to hide from populations until the last possible moment? The two sides of the deception coin. One side to believe what isn't true. The other side to refuse to believe what is absolutely true. For those that are still trying to convince themselves that an election will save us or that the entire theater is anything other than a scripted distraction designed to divide and polarize populations, please take a wider view of the horizon. Global governments, i.e. the global controllers, are acutely aware of the planet's collapsing life support systems. What cards are they playing in response? The current challenges facing global societies are the manifestation of a far wider horizon that has been unfolding for decades. Agendas, all of it, including CV-19, are connected to the planet's failing life support systems and man's intentional interference in those systems for many decades. Consider the following U.S. government report title from 1965, quote, Weather and Climate Modification, Report of the Special Commission on Weather Modification National Science Foundation. And this subtitle from within that extensive report, quote, weather and climate are among the major determinants of economic and social activity. Any change in precipitation, i.e. rain, temperature and wind or weather, deliberate or inadvertent, is likely to have a significant effect upon society. Let's call it what it is. This is weather warfare. And there's these additional title sections from within this report, quote, Biological aspects of weather modification. These elements are highly toxic. They're contaminating the entire breathable air column, soils, waters, everything. Another subtitle section from the report, quote, the human effects of weather and climate modification. From that report subtitle, great uncertainty has been encountered regarding the biological consequences of weather and climate modification. Instabilities might result in the balances of biological communities. Might, when you rain down literally tens of millions of tons of highly toxic heavy metal and polymer particulates all over the globe, infiltrating every aspect of the web of life, this U.S. government report has the audacity to say that instabilities might result in the balances of biological communities. We are living in an asylum being run by the clinically insane, 
And the population, unfortunately so far, has been all too willing to turn two blind eyes to the entire scenario, everything that's unfolding, simply believing that if they go along, that somehow everything will magically work itself out. And how's that going so far? Another subtitle from this U.S. government report from so many decades ago, Weather Modification and International Relations. This is just a tiny sampling from this report, but consider that there's a mountain of historical data to prove beyond any reasonable doubt that governments around the globe have been and are colluding and cooperating with each other on countless issues, on countless agendas. Climate engineering and CV-19 are core. In 2017, Anthony Fauci made a very strange prediction with an even stranger certainty. With complete confidence, Fauci announced that during the first term of President Trump, a, quote, surprise outbreak of an infectious disease would surely happen. Here's what he said. There is no question there is going to be a challenge for the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases. Fauci continued with this. There will be a surprise outbreak. There's no doubt in anyone's mind about this, end quote. How could Fauci guarantee a surprise outbreak to happen during the first term of the Trump administration? What did he know that we don't? In 2018, Bill Gates publicly announced that a global pandemic was on its way that could wipe out 30 million people. He said this would probably happen during the next decade. Melinda Gates added that an engineered virus is humanity's greatest threat and also assured that this would hit humanity in the coming years. How did they know? Does that question even need to be answered when we know how involved they were with all of this, including the engineering of the gain-of-function aspect to this virus, which peer-reviewed science study proves occurred at labs in the U.S. and Wuhan? Peer-reviewed study in the journal Nature and other publications, that's not even the subject of discussion. How can we discuss the CV-19 from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging that, that it was not an act of nature? Though the hour is late, dare we hope that populations will finally open their eyes to the wider horizon? This new headline from last week, U.S. scientists worry as more say they'll refuse the CV-19 vaccine. And there's this report from last week from multiple sources. More CV-19 vaccine trials halted after ongoing safety issues and the death of a testing participant. Should that be any surprise? And this from the New York Times last week. Quote, first a vaccine approval, then chaos and confusion. End quote. That's the end of the headline. For that report, the first vaccines may provide... Only moderate protection, low enough to make it prudent, the report states, to keep wearing a mask. More on that subject in a moment. By next spring or summer, the New York Times report states, there may be several of these so-so vaccines without a clear sense of how to choose from among them. Because of this array of options, the report states, makers of a superior vaccine in early stages of development may struggle to finish clinical testing, and some vaccines may be abruptly withdrawn from the market because they turn out not to be safe. Aren't we already seeing that result? Now this from Forbes.com and other sources. Researchers warn, this is from last week, researchers warn some COVID-19 vaccines could increase risk of HIV infection. Again, that's from Forbes.com. 
The report states some of the COVID-19 vaccines currently in development could increase the risk of acquiring HIV, warned a group of researchers in the Lancet Medical Journal, potentially leading to an increase in infections as vaccines are rolled out to vulnerable populations around the world. Isn't that interesting? They give the most vulnerable populations this concoction first, those with the most compromised immune systems. And how well did that go in the nursing homes and so forth? And do we remember before all the CV-19 scenario unfolded, all the TV advertisements for the new flu vaccine that was four times more potent designed for the elderly? That's interesting, isn't it? Especially when we couple that with the science study report published in Veterans.com, disabledveterans.com, that statistically showed those who had received flu vaccines were 36% more likely to contract CV-19 and 51% more likely to end up with a pneumonia scenario. All just statistics. I'm not giving my conclusions on anything. I'm quoting statistics. You decide. About the masks and mandates. This new report from multiple sources Quote, COVID-19 study on mask wearing efficacy rejected by journals as no one is brave enough to publish results, Danish researchers state. From that report, a large-scale study in Denmark that sought to determine if masks help stop the spread of CV-19 has been rejected by several prestigious journals. The authors hinted that their findings were inconvenient to the status quo. The truth is always inconvenient to the controllers, isn't it? The Lancet, the New England Journal of Medicine, and the American Medical Association Journal all turned down the paper the Danish media reported on Thursday. Question, what's in that report that these mainstream medical review journals don't want us to even see, let alone consider? This headline report continues with this. At the start of the pandemic, many health officials and organizations urged against widespread mask use in the general public, describing such policies as, quote, ineffective. For example, in a March interview, Dr. Anthony Fauci, a member of the White House COVID-19 task force, insisted that there was, quote, no reason for seemingly healthy people to be walking around in a mask. At the time, his views reflected a wide consensus among medical institutions and professionals, including the World Health Organization, the Centers for Disease Control, and the U.S. Surgeon General. Fauci, the World Health Organization, and the CDC later reversed their recommendations, fully supporting mask mandates. I'm simply giving you the facts, the historical chronology of what has happened. You decide what you should be concerned about, or what not. And I hope you make your decisions based on objective investigation and not blind acceptance of official narratives by the so-called experts who are actually on the payrolls of Big Pharma or the military-industrial complex or governmental agencies. It's up to us to investigate all forms of science data from all science sources not just those who are, again, represented by those who print the money, which is corporate media, big pharma, governmental agencies. What do scientists that are not beholden to these entities, what do they tell us? A reminder of this Fox News headline published earlier this year, quote, report on face masks 
effectiveness for COVID-19 divides scientists. Yes, the divided science community. Division that is directly connected to who is providing their paychecks and pensions. Neither of which will matter in the very near future. And this recent report, scientists reveal the best materials for making your own face masks. What have some of the so-called experts stated on this subject? They've stated this, that pretty much anything works to protect you. A sock mask, a bandana, all good. And the controllers expect us to believe the, quote, experts. And to those who have actually taken the time and shown the courage to investigate the truth, society has been well-trained to label you as, quote, a conspiracy theorist. All I'm trying to inspire, what the global alert news broadcasts have been about from the beginning, for now many years, is to inspire further investigation. And remember, objective investigation involves much more than just feeding from the corporate media trough or the official governmental narratives. While the controllers continue to use every possible method of distracting, dividing, and polarizing populations, let's get back to the bottom line, our collapsing biosphere, a process which is being further fueled by the ongoing global covert climate engineering operations. A reminder of this previous report from sciencealert.com. China and Russia have run controversial experiments that modified Earth's atmosphere. From that report, China and Russia have jointly conducted a controversial series of experiments to modify Earth's atmosphere with high-frequency radio waves from a Russian installation called the Sura Ionospheric Heater Facility. East of Moscow, scientists emitted high-frequency radio waves to manipulate the ionosphere, while the China Seismo Electromagnetic Satellite measured the effects on plasma disturbances from orbit. A published paper on the experiments and a recent article in the South China Morning Post has ignited concerns over the potential military applications of this kind of science. The Sura Ionosphere Heater Base was established by the Soviet Union in the early 1980s, but is said to have been the inspiration for an even larger atmospheric heating facility in the U.S., called the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, that's HARP, which was built in Alaska. Not to be left out, China is also reportedly building an advanced ionosphere heater in the city of Sanya on the island province of Hainan, which the South China Morning Post suggests could manipulate the ionosphere. Of course, it could. It will. It is. And these are only three facilities of perhaps a hundred around the globe, all conducting completely unregulated experiments that amount to weather warfare decimating Earth's climate and life support systems. For many decades now, we, all of us, without our knowledge or consent, have been subjected to an experiment from which there is no return. Not surprisingly, this report from mainstream media finishes with this. Quote, This field of science has too long been plagued by conspiracy theories drummed up by a paranoid blogosphere. So there you have it. Yet another example of the labels that are slapped on any who dare to question the official lies and cover-ups and to counter the deceptions with verifiable facts. We are labeled as, quote, paranoid conspiracy theorists by the power structure-controlled mainstream media 
minions. And in the meantime, the collective insanity continues to metastasize and converging catastrophes continue to close in. In a moment, the latest breaking reports from the front lines on the issues that pose the greatest and most immediate threat to all of us, issues on which our collective fate most depends. First, my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and to help turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 272, October 24th, 2020. In this broadcast, bad news, lots of it. But it's the news that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. Though we all understandably feel the effects of the bad news battle fatigue, now more than ever, we must keep our stride in the battle to turn the tide of insanity. This commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast throughout Northern California on 1670 AM, 104.9 FM, and 105.7 FM. Saturday mornings from 6 to 7 AM. Sunday mornings, same time slot, repeat broadcast. KQMS is the largest talk news radio show north of Sacramento. This broadcast is also re-aired on the East Coast, PRN Radio Network, Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest Geoengineering Watch awareness raising printed materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. And again, the printed materials are exponentially more effective at waking others than to simply corner them, rant at them, and point at the sky. We must be effective and efficient in our effort to wake others. We must make every effort not to trigger their defenses. We're playing chess. We must learn to play well. For those in the Reading area of Shasta County, you can pick up free materials, free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. Exposing and halting the climate engineering onslaught remains the great imperative. Geoengineeringwatch.org will soon post essential film footage of our atmospheric testing and lab analyzations. This footage will provide yet another essential tool to prove the reality of highly toxic and environmentally devastating climate engineering operations. On to headlines from climatenewsnetwork.net. Geology's human footprint is enough to spur rage. From that report, the human footprint has left its mark on Earth in every sense. The United States alone is scarred by 500,000 abandoned mines and quarries. Right now, worldwide, there are more than 500,000 active quarries and pits. This is one tiny piece of the overall damage the human race has inflicted on the planet. And again, nothing has the magnitude of the climate engineering operations that are paralyzing the planet from being able to respond to the damage done to it. Here's one more new headline to highlight the decimation the human race is inflicting on the planet's life support systems, which will affect everything we need to survive. No functional environment, no humans. No food, no humans. I'll get to those headlines in a moment, but... But this to consider, Japan to release 1 million tons of contaminated Fukushima water into the sea. How much have they already released that we don't even know about? And for those who think Fukushima is all fixed and everything's fine, could not be further from the truth. 
Three China Syndrome nuclear volcanoes. No known technology to fix it. No end in sight. And we have 440 other sites around the globe, all of which will become Fukushima's on the current course as collapse continues. That's the trek we're on. But about the immediate effect, more than 1 million New Yorkers can't afford food. That's part of all the scenarios that are unfolding, including the CV-19 scenario. But biosphere collapse, ultimately the bottom line. Much is being blamed on the CV-19 scenario. It certainly has caused many disruptions in the supply chains, but ultimately, climate and environmental collapse are the backdrop to the whole equation. Many times on this broadcast, I've cited examples of what the so-called scientists propose as, quote, fixes to the converging calamities that are closing in on us all. Here's another one for that category, quote, scientists want to create tasty food from plastic. Look that one up. Just an example of the Idiocy put out from the so-called science community while the walls close in on us all. Another headline, 74% of families with children making less than 100000 have, quote, experienced serious financial problems. That's because the entire social structure has been a Ponzi scheme card house built on the endless printing of fiat money from thin air. Another headline, student debt crisis soars. Ask yourself what's being studied in universities right now. Careers that will not exist in the very near future. Dead ends, cul-de-sacs, roads to nowhere. And I'm sorry that that is very difficult news to digest. I have children as well. And other than studying in the environmental sciences in arenas that might assist the human race with attempting to salvage what is yet left of Earth's life support systems, beyond that, the majority of the educational system is pointless. Holding a degree for a vocation that won't exist in a collapsed paradigm that's not coming back is, again, pointless. How are those retirement accounts doing? CalPERS borrowed billions gambling. The only thing keeping retirement accounts afloat is the printed from thin air fiat money that's being pumped into markets, buying government debt, buying corporate debt, and keeping the entire Ponzi scheme afloat a little bit longer to mask from societies to the last possible moment the totality of what's unfolding. Another headline, instability, poverty, and nuclear weapons. You can read what you wish into that headline. You can look it up online and read more about it. On the same theme, U.S. approves $1.8 billion weapons sale to Taiwan. On that theme, this headline, China will retaliate over U.S.-Taiwan arms sales. As the biosphere implodes... The military-industrial complex does what it knows how to do, make more weapons to devour what's yet left of Earth's remaining resources to make more weapons. And this headline, to go with all of it, COVID, climate, and conflict conspire to push up poverty. The report states a triple threat of coronavirus, climate change, and conflict means an ambitious goal to end extreme poverty by 2030 looks increasingly unlikely, the World Bank says. Let's stop there for just a moment to consider this report. A goal to end extreme poverty by 2030, as if populations are somehow going to magically keep expanding? Question, how exactly would that be possible? When fisheries are collapsing around the globe, crops are collapsing around the globe, food supply chains are breaking down, environmental systems across the board are completely collapsing, 
and somehow we're to believe that poverty is going to end by 2030, at the current rate of collapse, statistically, mathematically speaking, on the current trajectory, short of a complete course correction, no one will be here in 2030. On the current trajectory, that is a statistically verifiable fact. That's not speculation. Are there factors in the equation we may not know about that could alter that outcome? I certainly hope so, because at face value, it looks beyond bleak. So from this report, it says, COVID, climate, and conflict conspire. As if all this is just happening by chance, as if all this is just random acts of nature and chance. Willful blindness in populations and unrestrained tyranny in the ranks of all global governments has delivered us to a very dark place indeed. How long will populations, elected officials, agency officials, and the so-called science community continue to pretend that climate engineering isn't occurring in our skies, even though these operations couldn't be more blatant and obvious? How long will societies pretend that CV-19 was just an act of nature? How long will all societies pretend vaccinations are, quote, safe and effective, with the pharmaceutical industrial complex enjoying total legal immunity for any and all injury and death their concoctions cause? How long will societies pretend water fluoridation is for our own good and not for serving the agendas of the controllers? How long will societies pretend that chemical-laden GMO frankenfoods and microwave transmissions like 5G are all fine? How long will societies pretend that governments around the world, absolutely including our own, would never conduct experiments on the planet and populations without our knowledge or consent. What an incredibly naive notion. Historical records prove our government alone has conducted literally hundreds of known open-air biological tests on U.S. civilians. Please, please, don't believe me. I'm not asking anyone, nor have I, to believe anything reported in these weekly updates I am asking you to find the courage, the fortitude, to investigate the facts, to abandon ideology, preconception, and programming, and please look at the horizon through a clear lens. Another headline, new report shows more than one billion from war industry and our government is being pumped into the top 50 think tanks. Let's look at an example of a think tank like PNAC, Project for a New American Century. This think tank stated one year before 9-11, and these are top insiders in these think tanks. In this case, Dick Cheney, Paul Wolfowitz, other war hawks. War hawks who never actually saw conflict, but who wage war from the safety of their own offices in the Pentagon, in the White House, and so forth. But what did PNAC say? A year before 9-11, that they would not be able to advance, the U.S. military-industrial complex would not be able to advance its agenda of militarization and occupation of resource-rich countries without a, quote, Pearl Harbor-like event to catalyze the U.S. population into support for their agenda. And what did we have a year later? 9-11, the new Pearl Harbor. That's what these think tanks do to devise strategies for the military-industrial complex cancer to sustain itself and to keep business as usual until there's nothing left and until no one survives what's being done to the planet and its life support systems. Another headline, Italy reports highest daily COVID-19 cases since outbreak began. 
And this headline, coronavirus case increase sets new U.S. record rising to 77K in one day or so, we're told. How many think tanks, insider-filled think tanks, are involved with everything that's unfolding? What's really turning the wheels here? Dr. Jay Butler, Deputy Director of Infectious Diseases at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said, quote, we get tired of wearing masks, but it continues to be as important as it's ever been, he said. What part of the total strategy is to all of this? Again, this reminder, from our beginning, well over a decade, geoengineeringwatch.org has stated, as biosphere collapse unfolds, power structure desperation will go exponential. More headlines on this entire theme. Quote, top infectious disease expert warns the next 6 to 12 weeks will be, quote, darkest of the entire pandemic. What's planned? And about ramping up the lockdowns. This from multiple sources. The UK government has warned citizens that connecting with someone who lives outside their household will violate strict new lockdown measures which have reanimated an unpopular policy from earlier this summer. Turning up the heat slowly but steadily. Frogs in boiling water. Another headline. 4.4% drop in global growth for 2020. Grim IMF forecast. That's International Monetary Fund forecast. That's the headline. But in fact, this forecast isn't grim. It's unbelievably optimistic. In fact, it's fantastically false. Global growth for the industrialized, militarized paradigm is done. We're now in the phase of industrialized, militarized society consuming itself as climate and environmental collapse accelerates by the day, all of it's being further fueled by the highly toxic climate engineering weather warfare operations. Let's cover a bit more history on the behavior of governments. Only one country in the world has, in recent history, endeavored to overthrow more than 50 foreign governments, established an intelligence agency that has been responsible for the killing of at least 6 million people in the first 40 years of its existence, developed a draconian police vigilante network to destroy any domestic political movements that challenged its dominion, and constructed a mass incarceration system that cages a greater percentage of the population than any other country in the world, and which is embedded within a global secret prison network and torture regime. Can you guess which nation this is? And let's add a bit more weight to the scale. What about the subject of election interference? Consider this. The U.S. government's own data reveals that the U.S. interfered in foreign elections 81 times in the last 54 years. The architects of the fascist international. When the United States entered World War II, the future head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, complained that his country was fighting the wrong enemy. The Nazis, Alan Dills further explained, were pro-capitalist Aryan Christians. How many know about Project Paperclip and how many of the Nazi war criminals were brought to the U.S. and put to work for the U.S. government? What's all this add up to? You decide. Investigate Project Paperclip while you're at it. Back to the U.S., back to biosphere collapse, Back to what's scheduled for the U.S. population. Eastern U.S. Election Day engineered cool-down. The eastern portions of the North American continent 
in fact, about the eastern two-thirds of the continent, is the continues to be the most anomalously cool region in the entire world. And this cool-down is occurring while the planet as a whole continues to spiral toward total meltdown, with climate engineering operations further fueling the fire overall. Short-term, highly toxic, chemical-laden cool-downs at the cost of a worsened overall warming. And for those who still want to try to convince themselves that the narratives that are floated around that we're heading into an ice age or that global warming, actually abrupt climate collapse, more correctly, is not occurring, I'm only asking you to actually investigate, to look around you, to look at where the temperatures actually are, to search out sources of information like global departure from normal high temperature maps, do some digging, look at the data, and then decide not asking you to believe me, but I'm certainly pleading with you not to believe whatever false narrative is dangled out on the internet. And these claims that have been made for how many years now, while the trajectory of the planet is going the complete opposite direction, abrupt climate and environmental collapse. Again, climate engineering fueling the entire process. Global weather warfare operations are not just speculation hypothesis or conjecture and certainly not just a quote conspiracy theory the term often resorted to by the most fearful and factless among us global weather warfare operations are a matter of historical record and ongoing scientifically inarguable fact countries targeted by weather warfare operations include vietnam project popeye look that up and iran another example here's what the president of iran stated on the record on the floor of the un quote western countries have designed plans to cause drought in certain areas of the world, including Iran, end quote. He went on to say the drought is an acute issue and soft war is completely evident. The level of drought is not normal. He further stated, according to reports on climate, whose accuracy has been verified, European countries are using special equipment to force clouds to dump water on their continents. He, the president of Iran, continued with this, They prevent rain clouds from reaching regional countries, including Iran. Now let's add this. The Pentagon has admitted utilizing weather warfare against adversaries. In 2005, the Air Force said it has the ability to, quote, generate precipitation, fog, and storms on Earth, or to modify space weather, and that the, quote, production of artificial weather are all a part of integrated technologies. Now let's consider the ongoing weather warfare assault against Americans from engineered droughts, which are the core factor facilitating the epic incinerations in the state, to engineered winter weather. First, about California. Again, the core causal factor for the state's ongoing record droughts and wildfires is climate engineering. This is not in any way a denial of anthropogenic or human-caused damage to the climate from countless sources of human activity. But the climate engineering operations are by far the largest piece of the puzzle that almost none have shown the courage to acknowledge and address. The climate engineers can cut off the flow of moisture to the once golden state for as long as they choose. This is not speculation. It's scientifically verifiable fact. Please look at presentations done by geoengineeringwatch.org going back many years. Look up engineered drought catastrophe target California. Examine that data and ask yourself how accurate that has been over these years. It's exactly accurate. And we stated if these programs and processes continued, everything that's happened had to happen. And it has happened. 
When we're being told by so-called elected officials from the president to Northern California's Congressman Doug LaMalfa that the forests are incinerating because the state is not, quote, raking up the leaves in the forest, even though 57% of the forest, as I stated in last week's broadcast, are federal in California and only 3% are state-owned, what aren't we being told about? And let's start with this. The rapidly worsening drought in California is the worst in at least 1,200 years. Please don't believe me. Please look it up. Don't parrot official narratives that are nothing but false propaganda designed to pacify populations until the brutal bitter end while the climate engineering weather warfare rages above our heads, cutting off our precipitation. And no matter what other challenges we face, if they can cut cut off our rain for as long as they want and render the rain that does fall highly toxic, sterilizing soils, stunting trees because the roots sense these toxins, they shut down nutrient uptake. This is scientifically verified fact. Please take the time to search California drought worst in 1,200 years. It was covered by countless major sources. Then there's the disintegrating ozone layer to consider. The now sterile and pH-altered forest soils due to the climate engineering contamination in the rain, all combining to kill trees and forest foliage. There's the record low humidities due to the desiccant climate engineering elements, starting with aluminum. There's now much more dry lightning due to the electrically conductive climate engineering elements. I could go on and on. Geoengineeringwatch.org has been warning at the top of our lungs for well over a decade. Again, this recap of the statements made in the full-page ad placed in the primary North State newspaper by Geoengineeringwatch.org all the way back in 2008. Quote, Are we the experiment? Here are the facts. You decide. The full-page ad continued by saying this, The lab tests of snowpack and precipitation taken in Shasta and Siskiyou counties at the state-certified lab show off-the-chart levels of aluminum, barium, and strontium. These electrically conductive heavy metals will cause much more dry lightning and thus wildfires, in addition to drying out the forest, again, in the cutting off of the floor of precipitation. We have warned for so long, but the official disinformation continues. New from Scientific American last week, this, climate models that looked at temperature change could not foresee the effects of drought and fire suppression. First of all, How come these legions of academicians can't see what we saw clearly at geoengineeringwatch.org well over a decade ago? And then, what are they doing again? Blaming it on fire suppression. And I advocate for cleaning out the understory of forests. I've done it on an industrial scale. But that's to counteract the damage done by completely irresponsible logging that has laid waste to our forests and allows the understory to bounce back in the way that it has. There's much more to the equation, and, but people don't want to know that. They want to pretend that the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute policies of our government can continue forever. We're about to find out the hard way how completely false that is. This report states this. Scientists predicted climate change would fuel the kind of devastating wildfires that California has seen this year, except it wasn't expected to happen for decades, the report states. A major analysis by state researchers projected that the amount of area burned by wildfires could jump 77% by the end of the century. Another study at UCLA warned that by 2050, fires on average would scorch twice as much land in Southern California. A doubling happened this year instead of three decades from now. And of course, the incinerations happened in the entire state, not just Southern California. The report states the lead UCLA climate scientist that published the 2015 report, Alex Hall, stated, quote, We thought we were being 
really apocalyptic by predicting that the amount of area burned would double by 2050. He then states this, I was worried about making a prediction that was too scary, Hall said. Turns out I should have been scarier. Mr. Hall, if you would look at the entire equation, starting with the climate engineering elephant in the sky, you might have known or at least acknowledged what geoengineeringwatch.org has been trying to acknowledge for well over a decade. Please find the contact for Alex Hall from UCLA, peacefully, professionally, but pointedly. Send him data, ask him why he won't acknowledge this part of the equation. How he can continue to betray the human race and the entire web of life by lying, by towing the official narrative. All such authors, agencies, elected officials should be sought out, contacted, again, peacefully, professionally, but pointedly, and put on the spot. That the public, when it wakes up to the fact that they have participated in this criminal cover-up, we can only imagine, will likely hold them legally and morally accountable as being accessories in this crime. Again, Mr. Hall, how is it possible you and your climate science team didn't have any idea the situation was this bad? How is it possible you knew nothing whatsoever about the ongoing climate engineering weather warfare assault and apparently still don't? Again, when geoengineeringwatch.org knew and was trying our best to sound the alarm over a half decade before any of your reports that you thought were just too scary, but that, in fact, fell far short of the severity of what was actually unfolding. How is it possible, Mr. Hall, that you had no clue? This is how. Because the ranks of academia are filled with bought and paid for so-called scientists that publish what they're told to publish, what they're told is science, not what they discover through honest science investigation. These so-called scientists pretend not to know about what they're told to ignore in order to protect their paychecks and pensions. Please help geoengineeringwatch.org to put Alex Hall and his team on notice that we are fully aware that they are not telling us the truth. Any and all so-called scientists like Mr. Hall again, who author so-called science reports which are pretending to be clueless about the climate engineering atrocities should be, must be, put on notice that we know they know. And that, again, once a critical mass of awareness is reached in populations, once the masses wake up to what's been done to them without their knowledge or consent, once they awaken to the criminal cover-up that's been carried out by the so-called science community, one can only imagine that populations will seek those out that were a part of the climate engineering operations and part of the cover-up again, to hold them legally and morally accountable. The list of climate engineering criminal cover-up perpetrators certainly includes countless media sources, such as, in this case, Scientific American. Please, again, help geoengineeringwatch.org with our ongoing efforts to find contacts for all such sources, authors, individuals in the science community, in media, in agencies, elected officials. Help us to put them all on notice that we know they know. Let's consider one more excerpt from this so-called science report issued from Scientific American. Alex Hall, again with UCLA, called it a, quote, failure of climate science, end quote, that studies didn't foresee an earlier arrival of more extreme fires. Again, we knew at geoengineeringwatch.org, we stated it on the record, we published it post after post after post, presentation after presentation, we knew How is it possible, Mr. Hall, that this arena of study in which you are claimed to be a so-called expert, how is it that you and your whole team and science teams all over the globe had no clue what happened, what would happen, have no clue apparently even now at the climate engineering atrocities in the sky? How is that possible? And will you stand by until the entire ship goes down to protect your paychecks, your pensions, and your personal paradigm? Is that what you'll do? 
Is that the cowardly course that you intend to take to all those that are currently on such a path? What is it that biblical scripture states? Wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it? So many of the great spiritual traditions state the same. And as the Stoics have taught for thousands of years, our honor, our virtue, our morality is ours alone to protect. These gifts, these qualities are all that we can truly call our own. All else can be taken. There can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the ongoing climate engineering assault, period. Regarding the verifiable science data relating to the ongoing climate engineering weather warfare operations, go to the top toolbar on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, search and review the engineering drought section, the engineering wildfire section, and the engineering winter sections. Please, please help us to sound the alarm. We're almost out of time. Back to climate collapse. How are things going on the other side of the world? From Bloomberg and other sources from last week. Sydney's, that's Sydney, Australia. Sydney's new suburbs are too hot for people to live in. From that report, melting roads have become a staple of the local news in Sydney's west in recent years. It's these new suburbs that the government is banking on to accommodate almost half of the 1.8 million people who are expected to swell the city's population over the next 20 years. Good luck with that. Good luck. On the current trajectory, in far less than a decade, they will be empty, deteriorating, silent, superheated structures, neighborhoods, cities, streets. That's what's coming. The exponential rate of change right now is not being comprehended by almost any. They look backward because the so-called science community tells them to look backward at a graph and somehow project that graph forward. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. Once you've triggered the planet's feedback loops, like methane, the methane that's releasing from seabed and tundra deposits all over the world, methane that migrates to the atmosphere and is covering the planet like a layer of glass that the climate engineering operations are making worse overall, not better. This is a Venus syndrome scenario and all these projections by the so-called science community that's being tasked with pacifying populations to the brutal bitter end, nothing but mass deception by criminal cowards. And that's what's occurring and I'm begging the science community to find their courage and make a difference while they still can. From numerous sources, this new headline, forecasters call for at least 10 times as much snow in Washington this winter compared to last winter. They're referring to Washington State, and how exactly would these so-called forecasters possibly know this? Because they're not forecasters. They're script readers. All weather modeling for the National Weather Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration comes from private defense contractors Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, primary climate engineering contractors. And the National Weather Service and NOAA has federal illegal gag orders on them right now. Imagine that. From Earth.com, this new headline, a few degrees of Arctic warming could trigger massive permafrost thawing. There's no could, there's no may, there's no might. It's already now. And for the record, the few degrees of warming has already occurred. It's happening now. From multiple sources, this new headline, sea ice at the North Pole was too thin to properly test Russia's giant new icebreaker. Why is all this so important? Because there's enough methane in the Arctic if it's released from formerly frozen deposits to turn the planet into Venus. And that makes all the election theater and all the associated 
bread and circus surrounding it, it's meaningless. It's virtually meaningless. It's power structure, orchestrated distraction while they continue to carry out their plans, their agendas. The lockdown as they're preparing for unfolding, rapidly unfolding climate and environmental collapse. And they are chasing that ball downhill. And this collapse, I believe, has happened faster and with more fury than they were prepared for. It's beat them to the intersection. So now it's anybody's guess what the power structure does from here. They have very big cards they can play at any point in time of their choosing, including the utilization of the existing aerosol dispersion mechanisms, the climate engineering jet aircraft dispersions, to distribute whatever they choose, whatever pathogen they choose. And certainly biological testing, again, a matter of historical fact, hundreds of cases documented already of the U.S. government carrying this out on U.S. populations. It's historical fact. It's not my opinion. Please investigate. Another headline. Multiple sources. Quote, frightening milestone. Scientists sound alarm over record amount of open ice. Let's see in the Arctic. From that report, this is the first time in recorded history that the Laptev Sea has not yet started freezing this late in October. The delayed annual freeze in Laptev Sea has been caused by freakishly protracted warmth in northern Russia and the intrusion of Atlantic waters, say climate scientists who warn of possible knock-on. That means climate feedback loops affects across the polar region. It's not possible. It's already happening. And geoengineeringwatch.org has stated this for over a decade, that climate engineering was altering upper-level wind currents, which in turn was altering ocean currents and pushing warm water into the Arctic. Short-term, highly toxic cooling like that, which is scheduled right now for the eastern two-thirds of the country over the next seven to ten days, completely engineered cool down the most anomalously cool region in the entire world. But Americans don't know that. It's hard to imagine it could be freakishly warm anywhere when it's cold outside your door, isn't it? But that's the fact of the matter. In the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 is only one two-hundredth of the Earth's surface area. That's not a snapshot of the entire world. Another headline from multiple sources, including SciTechDaily.com. Quote, disintegration fears grow as worsening rifts and fractures spotted at two of Antarctica's most important glaciers. It's not just the ice in the Arctic that's melting. That's sea ice, and that doesn't displace oceans like land-based ice does. When the sea ice in the Arctic is gone, the seas will superheat. Methane will release from the seafloor, again, filling the atmosphere like a layer of glass, covering the atmosphere like a layer of glass. But when the land-based ice in Antarctica slides off into the ocean, massive sea level rise is coming. It's not just Antarctica, it's Greenland as well. Totality of ice, if and when, all of it melts, some 230 or 40 feet of sea level rise. That's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen in geologic terms with blinding speed. And it only takes one or two feet to completely transform coastlines all over the globe. And that's going to happen with blinding speed in geologic terms, blinding speed happening right now, power structure doing their best to hide that fact. I'm only able to cover a few example headlines of what's happening all over the globe, but here's the bottom line. Converging catastrophes are closing in from every imaginable direction. And even Only one aspect of some of these converging catastrophes is enough to be an extinction-level event by itself. Fukushima by itself is an ELE at some point. The disintegrating ozone layer, if that was the only challenge we face, if the current rate of destruction continues, again, climate engineering fueling that equation as well, we face total ozone layer collapse in less than a decade, mathematically speaking. If we had no other challenges, that by itself is an extinction-level event. And the signs are everywhere from the collapsing ozone layer. Scorched tree foliage, 
the disappearance of insects, 80 to 90% of terrestrial insects gone, the dying off of plankton, again, many, many sources affecting all of this. But when you bombard the planet with lethal levels of UVC radiation, which Energy Watch disclosed the first time in 2014, our website was taken down eight times, I believe, in the next two or three days. We had to change servers, increase security. And then it seems those in power realize the public's not going to pay attention anyway, so they allow us to continue. What will it take to wake the public up? When you feel the sun burning your skin and surfaces so incredibly hot, that's a problem. And it's not the sun. There's nothing wrong or different with the sun to any significant degree. It's a disintegrating atmosphere and climate engineering and all these experiments are destroying it. And without that, we are done. Without functional atmospheric protection and an unhindered hydrological cycle, it will soon be game over on planet Earth. Not opinion, mathematical and statistical fact. Where are the voices of the rich, powerful, and most influential? From CNNWeekly.com, Harrison Ford slams those dismissive of climate change. Harrison Ford has slammed, quote, selfish people who, quote, ignore climate change. The Star Wars actor has teamed up with Conservation International, a nonprofit for which he is the vice chairman for a short film explaining the impact of climate change, impact it's having on the planet. Harrison took aim at the world leaders who, quote, choose to make climate change a divisive issue. As he said, global warming will kill us if nothing is done to stop it. He fumed the climate crisis is real. The weight of scientific evidence is overwhelming, but evidence can be ignored. It can be manipulated. Mr. Ford. Where's your sense of outrage at the total denial of the climate engineering factor? Not just by the entities you mentioned, like world leaders, but in fact by you as well. There could be no legitimate discussion of the climate without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering operations. I've completely dedicated the last 20 years of my life to the effort of exposing and halting the climate engineering insanity for one reason. Weather warfare is mathematically and statistically the single greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear annihilation. We must deal with this issue or we are done. The only chance we have of halting climate engineering is from the inside out by reaching a critical mass of awareness, especially within the ranks of the U.S. military. If we were to have any chance of changing course, our U.S. military brothers and sisters must be awakened to what they are participating in. As the links in the chain of our former reality break, as the dominoes begin to fall and accelerate, what will each of us choose to do or not to do in the time we have left? How many will summon the courage to face the gathering storm head on? Our will and the correct use of it can't be taken from us ever. See the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to find out how you can help. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton with geoengineeringwatch.org.